0: Hello to you. I hope you are having a good day and are doing well. Uh, welcome to another episode of the What If You Keep It Real podcast. I am your host, Ben Odin, And I'm your host, Henry Sondop. Na leo many of us have experienced, many of us are crippled uh, by, many of us are living with this condition. Mm. Uh, like in Nigeria, it's not your I guess, physical, uh, more mental condition. Um, disability, right. uh, and this is the fear of failure. Okay. Apparently, uh, I saw a quote online that says, "Fear of failure has killed more dreams than failure itself." Right, because you know people who are afraid uh, they don't even start. Apparently, many of them. Apparently, you know, I, I don't know
1: if. Um, I mean, yeah, because I think fear almost um, <clears throat> paralyzes you to take a step. Mm-hmm. To step out and try doing whatever you want to do. Yeah, of course. Failure means I actually did it. Could and to, in the fact, outcome was, was different than I
0: expected. And in fact, I'm sure they've missed out on the one. Because they were afraid of getting you know, turned sure. down. Yeah. Go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so definitely fear of failure is something that has robbed many people of different opportunities, you know, be it. Uh, relationships, you know, be it, uh, relationships could be friendships, it could be mentorship, it could be, you know, relationships that would lead into marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has robbed people of job opportunities because, you know, they were afraid to even try or apply or reach out because right. they looked and their chances of success were very slim. Mm-hmm. So, again, dreams. People were afraid to even pursue their dreams. So, it, it's it's a fear that definitely robs us of so many things in our lives. Yep. Um, and it's a fear that if you, con- you, you might conquer the fear as in, in, in regards to relationships, but it sips in, you know, in your work, it might be a fear that you conquer, conquer in your work. It sips in, in your Christianity. Mm-hmm. It might be. So it's a fear that it, it, it does not, it is a fear that does not manifest itself in just one area. Right. It can show up in every every other area. Uh, sometimes I feel like you know fear is probably next to love in terms of you know an emotion that we experience on a regular basis.
1: Maybe even, I think fear is worse than love, man. <laughs> worse. Love is not worse. Uh, what? Well, no, no. It's, fear is worse than love in, in terms of. No, saying that implies that love is bad. No, I'm saying it in terms of its paralysis effect. fear. Love could make you jump off a bridge. Fear mm-hmm. could make you sit down, color yourself in a corner, and say, "I am not even trying to do it." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, love
0: is one extreme, fear is the, other, is extreme. the other extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to be on the extreme of love.
1: Yeah, uh-huh.
0: love conquers all things. Wow. Is it, is, Look at you. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'm. <laughs> I'm. A, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um. So. Should have said that with the Michael Jackson. voice. I'm
1: a lover, <laughs> not a fighter. <laughs>
0: You know, I was... Anyways, <laughs> let's not get into that. No,
1: it's, it's dope when he said it, though.
0: No, no, but when you say that, I keep thinking of uh, Joe Rogan, and he... Oh, okay. He, he, he has his uh, conspiracy theory uh, in regards to Michael Jackson's voice. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> yes. So let's not get into that. Right. Um, Sasa, what's your understanding? When, when you fear of failure, what's your experience, as a matter of fact? My experience is present. I, I think to and... Understanding we have it, but everyone has their own experience in regards to fear or failure.
1: you know, I, I was always that person who I didn't understand what fear failure uh, a uh, fear of failure was until until you know when you sometimes when you experience it in very small quantities, yeah, or a situation is not that mundane. so it, mm. it doesn't really hit you like that. You're like, hey, yeah, 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 we, we, sometimes we say these things because everyone says it. yeah. Now, I've gone to a point whereby I've experienced it. Maybe I'm even currently experiencing it, you, mm-hmm. know? and my experience, whether I knew about it or not, in hindsight, I see that it has taken me almost six years and if I'm being honest, it has taken me eleven years mm. you know to face that fear mm-hmm. and that's uh the fear of not only is failing it's it's it starts with the it starts it started with the fear of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Not even myself, started mm-hmm. with the fear of disappointing somebody else that's so important to me, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and that ran its course for, for about, yeah, as I said, about 11 years. Mm-hmm. And then and then I presented my case again, and this person that's closest to me was like, oh, no, I get it. Like, go ahead, do it. In the back of my mind, I'm like, so what was I scared of in the beginning? Mm-hmm. But the truth is, this person was, actually would not have, you know, it, it took time for them to get to this point of accepting the fact that I just don't want to do it right mm-hmm. and now the real issue of failure comes in when now I'm allowed to take that step of faith to take that decision mm-hmm. and then now I'm scared because i'm 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 already set in the perfect position mm-hmm. for success uh for privilege mm-hmm. you know uh security wise you know be it financial be it um uh but whatever it is you know and then now I've had it enough, and now I have to step out. And I know everything inside of me is saying, I'm done. I'm exhausted. Mm. You know, I can't put in anything else. I'm empty. You know? And then the fear kicks in uh, of, okay, I'm leaving the best possible situation. situation. Mm. In my mind, in the country, there's nothing better that I can go to. It's either downhill from here yes. or it's something completely opposite. Yeah, And that, as a result of that... That kind of paralyzed me again for a number of months. My excuse being, ah, man, it is the coronavirus,
0: mm.
1: you know, of which eventually I ended up taking that step of faith. But now I understand why, why fear can really be paralyzing yeah. to people, mm. you know, especially when situations are, are better and everything else that you look on the other side isn't as green as you think it might be. Mm. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and I think fear of failure. I mean, I mean, I've probably lived with this thing my whole life, and I still have it to this day. Mm. Um, like you know, I've tried to conquer it. There was a time when um, I was scared of getting married. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was afraid because I was afraid because you know, I again fear of failure. I'm like, what you know, what if I can't do it right? What if I you know, um, I had this, I had created this, I guess standard in my head and this image of what. Um, is expected of me, of what that needs to look like. And I felt like I couldn't, I don't measure up. So I was afraid. I'm like, you know, I, I don't think I'm... We use the word ready. I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But mm-hmm. if you but if you listen underneath, there's this phrase, listen to the song beneath the words. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the song beneath the words, when people say, I am not ready... A big portion of them, are, it you know, the, that statement is basically built upon fear of failure. Right. You're afraid that if you step in and jump in, you will screw it up, you know, and, right. and, and people are afraid. So I think for—and then, of course, I conquered that, and, you know, uh, now I'm married to my lovely wife, and we don't have children. And every time I think about that, I'm terrified. Mm. I'm like, will I, will I m- make a good dad? Ooh, and I'm terrified of it. And, and as I'm speaking to you, I'm still terrified. Right. Um, and then I remember one day I was having a conversation with my wife and she said, why do you allow fear? I mean, we're all afraid of something. We're all afraid of something. Uh, and you will always be afraid of something. Oh, that's true. But you should never allow fear to stop you from taking a step of faith. You should never allow fear to stop you from moving forward. Right. Uh, fear. Fe- fe- Fear will always be there in different parts of your life. But it's, fear is not an indication that you should stop. Which is interesting because my, my brain tends to perceive fear that way. Combat, fear is like a tiny window when your traffic lights. I'm like, right. break, you know. But fear is not the red light at the traffic stop. It's not. Is it amber? <laughs> definitely ain't green <laughs> no <laughs>
1: definitely yeah definitely not
0: green it, it definitely ain't green maybe it's amber mm-hmm. let's stick with amber yeah. think of fear like maybe unandesha gari and then there's there are times to be honest though uh, let's just you know uh, keep it okay. all the way mm-hmm. there are times when fear is the red light there are times when fear is the red light when you're like you know what okay I have to listen to my fear at this point because it's going to keep me safe. And I think that's why God gave us fear to begin with because it was meant to keep us safe. Um, and is, if you see well, danger, well, what?
1: Well, would you call it fear or would you call it conviction? Which one is it?
0: Fear. I, I think fear? Uh, Yeah. it's a scientific thing. What The amygdala produces fear. It's real. It's not some... Man made up thing. Fear is real. Um, is that Will Smith movie where it says uh, fear is not real, danger is? Uh, it's nonsense.
1: Which is, which is I, I believe that it's true. No,
0: he's right to a certain degree, but fear is real. And that's why even in the Bible it's addressed fear of the Lord, fear of this. So fear yeah, is really something real. This,
1: let's not take that out of context. I'm
0: not taking it out of context. I'm saying okay. the emotion fear mm-hmm. is a real emotion and it's addressed in the Bible. That's why the, Jesus said, fear not. That's why in the Old Testament God says fear not because fear is a real emotion. Now, fear of the Lord and fear of other things, those are two different types of fears. Uh, Let's get that out of the way, but I think the fact that the Bible has addressed fear, it means fear is a real thing. And, and, and in fact, uh, you know how people say, you know, God has said fear not 365 days, which is a lie. He didn't say that many, that many times. Apparently, it's just like 80-something times. Uh, but I think it it, it sounds very it's romantic.
1: No one wants to, no to go count. Right? Exactly.
0: And it sounds romantic. Like, oh, God has told me to fear not every single day, like a brand new fear not. Uh, but I think one fear not should be enough. For the whole year. But yeah, so fear is something that's real, something that's addressed in the Bible, and we all experience it. Uh all different kinds of fears. Of course, it could be fear of, you know, something new, fear of this. But I think fear of failure particularly is something that has crippled many of us. Right. Because again, the danger of fear of failure is that it can there are two extremes. We were talking about this before we went uh, what is it, on air. Mm-hmm. Uh we said there are two extremes
1: yeah.
0: of, I guess courage of forward yeah. slash fear, right? The, the
1: well, end of the spectrum. Yeah,
0: right? the spectrum, uh, this, I guess, fear, courage spectrum. There's two extremes. On one end, you have your Esther, the beloved Esther. Yeah, the beloved Esther. Who says? Who the says? Most famous
1: saying out there.
0: <laughs> if I perish, <laughs> I perish, I perish. But I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna do this thing. Right. If I perish, I perish. I perish. So I perish. be it. Yeah, so be it. Right. If I perish, I perish. And then on another end of the spectrum, we have. We couldn't
1: find a, a proper character, could we?
0: Yeah. We, so we used the guy from uh, the what is it? The parable of the, the parable talent. of the talents. Yeah. Uh, the guy who got one talent and then he, he was. Afraid. Too afraid to even try, he just buried it. Right. Uh, so on one end of the spectrum, you have the one talent guy. Yeah. On another end of the spectrum, you have Esther, who says, "If I perish, I perish." And the truth is, many of us, all of us, oh, live way. somewhere along well, this <laughs> spectrum.
1: You and know, mostly either you're closer- halfway closer to to majority of us, halfway closer to the talent guy. Of course. You know, but here's the issue, though. Yeah. I like that end of the spectrum, but but and, and both people. In Esther, yeah. she goes and does it. If I perish, I perish. She goes, mm, let's go. Yeah. She followed the, the talent guy, mm. even though he doesn't do it, we see the Lord explaining that parable and saying, the, the, the boss comes in, the master comes in and says, why did you just try? Just take a step. I think sometimes when you when, you, when we look at that, always, sometimes we always think, of, you should just invest, invest, invest. People look, take it as an investment, which is great. But I look at it now. I look at it as God is saying, sometimes, just step out. It's okay. You know, you'd rather step out. Do something. Do something. You know, you, you're, wor- you, you're probably in a worse position. People think I'm in the same position. No. Mm. You're in a worse position when you've been given an advantage and you still stick in the same place.
0: Yeah. And, and I think you know? and, and he called him what a wicked right. s- uh, servant or something right. like that. Yes. Uh, the, so not trying at all is, it's not a good look.
1: It's not. Even it's before not. God, it's not a good look. It's not. And I think it, 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 I I don't know if it was the same time. No, it was actually de- definitely after when mm. that parable came. in. And, and when can you imagine if if Peter didn't? I think sometimes when he heard this, he knew the the the, the consequence of fear. Maybe even when he when Jesus called him out into the water mm. before fear hit, he obeyed. I think it's like let me just do it. If it's really him, let me just try and go for you know. it. So so is is in that case is faith. Is faith mm-hmm. the absence of fear?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or is faith uh, the courage it takes to overcome fear?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or is faith um, um, the complete opposite
0: of fear? What I, is it? I think it's possible to have faith uh, and be terrified. So you, it's possible to have faith I, I, I and think, fear. I think faith is Can, the, can they li-
1: co- coexist in the I same th- situation? I think
0: faith... Um, there was a time when I... Believe that the two cannot coexist. Uh-huh. Um, or let me put it this way: uh, Maybe that, let me just—I guess—say uh, it in a different way because I, I don't want to be, you know, misquoted here or taken out of context. I think that because, in fact, I was talking about this yesterday. Um, many a times, if you, even, even when you read the Bible, many times. When God makes a way or when God does a miracle, when God does something, mm-hmm. He does not eliminate danger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A good example is when the Israelites crossed the Red Sea. I am a firm believer that walking on dry ground in the middle of the Red Sea is more terrifying than standing at the shore and seeing your enemy come and get closer to you. Because at least you can do something there. There's you know, a wide plane to just run around and do something, you know. You have a fighting chance in the middle of the ocean, on dry ground. What if this thing collapses? Literally, for the entire walk you're crossing over, you are vulnerable. You're in more danger because you have zero chance of survival if they suddenly collapse and that pressure hits you. You're dead. So, and you see that many times where God does these kinds of things. He doesn't necessarily eliminate the danger. He just makes a way and he requires you to just focus on him. So I think faith, to me, faith is choosing to focus on God. Mm. Faith is choosing to focus on his strength in spite of what the circumstances around you are. The, so that you, so you can feel the danger. You can feel it. It's there. It's real. But you choose to focus on him. Mm. And I think if you read the Bible, you realize people who, you know, like, again, Peter is a good example. Right. He jumped out when he was focusing on Jesus. But the minute he took his eye off of Jesus, this is speaking metaphorically, uh, and, you know, focused on the waves and everything else, he, you know, he drowned. Because suddenly he was consumed by the reality of the danger around him. But the same reality was present when he stepped out and was walking on water. So I think, to me, faith is choosing to focus on God in spite of the circumstances. So it's, the circumstances never really change. Most of the time, they
1: don't change, man. But but how can we come to that that point where we realize that the situation doesn't change? Because sometimes when we say, you know what, to hell with it, or to heaven with it, whatever you want to pick, I'm going out. It always seems like if I'm trusting God, the, the, the magnitude, the size of of, of this, you know, Issue at hand becomes so much bigger. Mm. That's what it looks like. Yeah. But then, in reality, is if you face on, if you if you look at it long enough, or if you focus on that situation long enough, then that situation becomes bigger. I know preachers like to say, you know what? Uh, if your situation is big, don't 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 sit around um, moaning about how big a situation it, it is. Tell your situation, situation how your situation, big your God is. How big your God is. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like clearly. <laughs> It, clearly there's some people have it. Well, yeah, when it's just cliche sometimes when they talk about these things. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like, haven't you ever gone through something that's that big? Yeah. When when you even speak to God and say, God, I don't even see you in this. Where, yeah. where are you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, do you remember that quote on Coach Carter, by the way? Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate, but we're powerful beyond measure. Boy, listen to me. Yeah. That's just to encourage people. Do you think that's true? I don't think that's true.
0: <laughs> you have to be... Uh, delusional you know, like, human being to think like, like this.
1: Maybe that was just to encourage his players,
0: man. Yeah, you, have, you know, even what is it? Uh, I was listening to a podcast this past week where they say the reason Michael Jackson, Michael Michael Jordan, you know, all the greats, basically, your Michael Jackson, your Michael Jordan, your Mike Tyson, all these other guys, um, the reason they are great is not because they think very highly of themselves; it's because actually they have a very sense of, what is it? Sense of low self-esteem. And performance is where they basically drive that validation. So
1: if I don't perform here, I I got
0: nothing. I got nothing. Right. So I have to give everything I have to my performance. It's the
1: same as the Michaels. Yeah. Look at them. Literally, most Michaels. Mike Tyson, same thing. Low Mm self-esteem guy. Of course, the drugs made him think like he he was. But Michael Jackson, the perfection on stage was Mm -hmm. the same fear of of fame. This is all I have. This is all I got. Michael Jordan, of course. We know, know, yeah. have seen the last dance, you know. But um, I have, let me ask you a couple of questions, man. Because Abu, you said in the beginning, fear is real. Fear is real. Imagine going into traffic light and it's red. Mm. Red is like telling you, bro, you better stop. (laughs) No, but
0: but the thing is, I think our minds are conditioned to um, understand or interpret red as stop. But in life, in the context of fear, red could mean a hundred different things. It could mean, hey,
1: watch out. Could be. Well, it, it, could, it could be, watch out. If, you, if, you, if you're driving at night along Morocco, you probably shouldn't or, stop. Yeah. You should probably watch out in the red. <laughs> oh, it could be
0: that, yo, we've never been here. So, you know, just this don't, don't, go, ter- full, don't go full speed. Yeah, don't yeah. go full speed. Just, you know, just take it slow and check out, scan the area. So red light could mean a hundred different things. But I think our minds, every time you see red, you're conditioned to stop. And that's why every time we are afraid, we see it subconsciously. I think we see it as a sign to stop. But the funny thing is that anything that is new, anything you've never done before, any situation you've never been before, any situation where there's a likelihood of not getting it right, Mm -hmm. your mind will put that red light. That fear will definitely like flash that red light all up in your brain.
1: So if it's something new, you can never be prepared for it. And that's the thing is that but if you're not prepared for something, definitely fear is gonna creep in.
0: Yeah, and, and so that's why if you always give in to your fear of failure, you will never do something new. You will never do you you will always do what you've been doing. But what if you never give in to your failure? Yes, your fear of failure. The sky is as they say, is not even the limit. Okay. What, 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 let's go with that. I got a couple yeah. questions.
1: Mm-hmm. Then if you don't fear failure. That's yeah. nothing to you. Or you don't fear, whatever, just the fear is there. Then you've overcome fear. First of all, dust. And yes.
0: the fear is like it's there, but it's just there. It has no power over you.
1: Well, Dostoevsky said in his book, I think it's bro- The Brothers Karamazov. Mm. I'm still reading it. I, I, got, I got that copy. Um, chunky book, my God. But he said, basically, if you get to a point where you actually uh, over, overcome fear, then mm. you become God yourself. Like the mm. whole element of fear is gone. Yeah. You become God
0: yourself. No, what I'm saying is that I don't think... Uh, we overcome fear. Here's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think we overcome the influence of fear. We don't overcome fear. Mm. We overcome the influence of fear. Fear is always going to, because fear is fundamental to who we are. It is something innate you cannot remove. You'd have to, like, I don't know, do like a brain surgery and remove a bunch of things from your brain. It is something that is innately human. So you cannot overcome fear. So that is. So is that
1: is is that is that. So you're saying that it's part of our DNA. It's God it is, created. It
0: is. Uh, okay. But of course, because of you know f- of the f- fall of man, it has been distorted. Mm. Uh, just like you know how many of our attributes that we have, you know, are. We're supposed to be there, like pride. Pride is supposed to be a good thing, mm-hmm. but because when men fell into sin, then it became this toxic thing. Okay. So I think fear is innately human, um, and I think I don't think it's possible to overcome fear, but I think it's possible to overcome the influence of fear.
1: So, is is, is there a possibility that you might actually fail? There is.
0: Fear is inevitable, bro. Fail. Failure is inevitable.
1: You, do you sound like? Thanos. Like your friend, Thanos. Yes, I do. I love Thanos. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but 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 at the same time, yes, if it's, it's inevitable. But could it at times be a foresight of what might actually happen? Yeah. Of which you said sometimes it tells us to stop. Sometimes people, there is, like, yeah. Or should we always ignore fear?
0: No, here's the thing. And um, I, I like that you, you know... <laughs> Set you up perfectly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know, somehow... Uh, I love that you bring it here, like our friend Leon says. Right, <laughs> <You bring> it. <laughs> so uh-huh. I think, um, yes, sometimes fear is sort of like a flash. It's like a prof- fear can be prof- prophetic in terms of it's not gonna end well, so stop now. It is, sometimes it is that. Uh-huh. But the unfortunate thing is that we human beings are not absolute creatures. Uh-huh. So there's, not really, there's no way of knowing if this is what's going to happen. Like, there's no way of knowing that this projection is accurate. There's no way of actually knowing that because we are not absolute creatures. We live in the now and all we know about is now. Uh We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or six months from now. We do our best projections and we live with them. And half the time we're wrong and you 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 learn your lessons and you, you move forward. So because we're not absolute creatures, you cannot fully rely on your fear to be accurate in its prediction.
1: You can't. Yeah, hmm. the last thing you said you, c- you cannot rely on fear to be an accurate prediction Of you know your future
0: You can't Because we are not absolute creatures And your fear is not absolute in its knowledge hmm. Only God is absolute Right He's the one who knows for sure what's going to happen Our fear does not
1: So maybe that's why Esther was like If we perish, we perish
0: Yeah, exactly that's why, you know, that's why I'm saying in the spectrum You have your Esther who says If if I perish, I perish. We all know she didn't perish. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the reason she said that is because the likelihood of her being murdered was real. Mm. It felt real, at least. It wasn't real, but it felt real. Because if you read that story, uh, Queen Vashti, she was not killed. And she defied the king. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can see that the fear that she felt, the fear that Mordecai felt, all that, it was not real. I mean, it, it I mean, was real. I mean, it was the fear was real, but it was not based on any certain or maybe reality.
1: The, or maybe the danger
0: yeah, was real too. The danger was. I don't think the danger was even real because if the king, you know, turned a blind eye on Vashti, whom, you know, he didn't love as much as he loved Esther, and she defied the king and he you know he just like ignored her um why would he
1: kill Esther why would he do that yeah, but I'm just saying either way danger is real yeah just so, my previous course so I of guess they the, know the, the danger of doing this yeah I might end up doing this so
0: so the emotion the, the feeling they had of fear whatever that was definitely real but I think the likelihood of uh whatever they thought was going to happen was not was not I guess closer to reality I mean, it was not nowhere in, within the realm of reality so yeah.
1: where does this fear stem from? Where where does it come from? What's the root of fear?
0: Fear. I like that. Now I believe that um, fear of failure stems from different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're, we're about to get close to uh, the word of the summer um, because wh- one place that fear stems from is people pleasing, mm-hmm. and this is where now fear <laughs> fear of failure uh, is entangled with fear of men.
1: I was I was. I fall into that category a lot. Yeah,
0: fear of failure is entangled with um, fear of men. Mm-hmm. This people-pleasing tendency that we most of us most of us have. I think everybody right. has it. The degrees vary. Oh, well, you know, like again, it's all spectrum, right? Right. Um, we fall on, uh, on different places in the spectrum, but I think we all have this fear of men is people-pleasing. Some people want to please their parents, but they don't really care about anybody other human being. Some people want to please their friends, and they don't care about anybody else. Some people want to please their spouse, and nobody else, you know. But I think everybody everybody wants to please somebody. Um, But of course, then you have people who want to please everybody. Then those ones are on the extreme end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. But I think people-pleasing is definitely one of the reasons we fear failure, because we want to, uh, to look a certain way to everybody around us. Let's take an example of parents. Your parents have certain expectations. Uh, yeah, horrible. Let's look at your parents. You know, your parents have different expectations uh, about you, or you know, for your life and whatnot. And you know these expectations, and, and you don't want to disappoint them. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, you want you want to make your parents happy. You want to please your parents. So, doing anything that will Lead or cause disappointment, at least in your eyes, is going to paralyze you because you're not going to take that because you know they're going to be disappointed. Okay. So I think these people pleasing again, it looks different. You know, your fear of your pleasing tendencies to, towards your parents is going to be different from mm-hmm. towards your friends, uh, towards your colleagues, towards your you know your employers, towards you your, your church community. Towards it's going to all look different. But right. I think this people pleasing tendency that we all have is definitely one of the contributing factors to the fear of failure. Because when you want to please people, then you'll always want to do something that will be approved and accepted by those you want to please.
1: But quickly, where does that come from? Just quickly, where does that come from? We we don't fear it comes from pleasing people. Where does the sense of pleasing people come from?
0: I think it comes from, again, uh, uh, lacking self-worth. I th- I think I like because I because I was reading what is uh, no I, I was watching you know this is, uh, woman called the five second rule. Susie so Norman. No, no, no it's Norman. It's Norman. I think it's Sorry. Meg something. I don't okay. know. Okay. Uh, and she said, and I was watching this video... five-second rule, I know, it's chicken drops on the floor. You got five no, no, seconds. She says the uh, five-second uh rule is a cure to, to what is it, of procrastination. Uh-huh. So, you know, if you want to wake up, instead of snoozing, count one, two, three, four, five, and you wake up. That's a uh, yeah, so I tried that. It didn't work for me. Uh, my- but anyways, <laughs> it, it it's worked for many people. I'm not saying, it's, you know, people shouldn't okay. do it or anything. But I was watching this video, you know, and she's doing a lot of these talks on, you know, to uh, and encouraging women and, you know, I guess... Providing insight that could free women from this fear of failure, and and she said, you know, fear of failure stems from thinking you're not good enough. That's what she said, and so I was like, I was like, is it really? And I started, you know, thinking, and I realized she she's she, she could be right.
1: And to I, an extent,
0: yeah, to an extent. Um, I think that fear of failure, for some people, and in my case too, stems from uh, lack a lacking sense of self-worth. Right. Uh, and here's what I mean. Because let's talk about this podcast, what we're doing here. Right. Um, our, first, lesson. Uh, yeah, our first episodes sucked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I say that, you know, with... All the conviction
1: in the world. <laughs> yeah, with,
0: with, with, with a good... With, with, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't as good. It's terrible. It, it, it's terrible. Um, we did, how many pilots did we do? We did it, two or three two, pilots. Three pilots, yeah. Yeah, and we scratched them because it was like, it's trash. And then <laughs> we, we had a plan for them. Just to, <laughs> yeah, we have a plan. You know, We'll probably le- release someday. Some <laughs> uh, yeah, but Yeah. And when we did our pilot with uh, Ed, we could have trashed that one too. Like saying, right. ah, you know what? It's not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but we said, you know what? We're starting here, man. We're starting here we're willing to risk it all. We're willing to suck. We're willing to, you know, people are going to listen and say, hey, it's okay. It's not that great. And we know that very well. Um, But we understand that, you know what? If we want to get to a place of greatness... We're building here. We're building here. And I like this uh, quote, you know, uh, that says, the road to greatness is paved with failures. And that's just true. Right. You have to be willing to suck. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to fail Mm. to get to greatness. And I think we're just an example of that, you know, where before... I was comfortable speaking in front of you know a room whether it's a classroom that I'm training or it's a pulpit that I'm preaching. I was already comfortable with that situation. So that was not a, that's not a challenge for me. Right. This was. Because yeah. I had never done this right. um and so this riffing and like you know mm-hmm. constantly being in top form and like responding and having a right. conversation and keeping it interesting it's something that I'd never done. So and that's why you know we suck, we suck, we suck and then we we're okay, we're okay and we're okay and I'm sure by the time we get to like a 1000 uh, what is it episode will probably be fantastic yeah and i'm sure at that point we'll want to do something else that's going to you know make us uncomfortable until we get so exactly. and that's just life the way life is is that you will always uh every time you step out of your comfort zone every time you step out of what you have developed competency yeah. in you will have to you will live in a season where failure is your reality before you transition into a season where you are competent Again, be it but, in but, a relationship, be it anything else. But, yeah. but
1: here's the issue again. Because if you take failure and define it, yeah. failure is as if, if you say, I have failed, yeah. it's almost as if I've gone, to the <clears throat> I've gone to the end and I can't do anything else. Yeah. That's what failure looks like. But maybe that quote of the road to greatness is paved is with, paved with, uh, with uh, a failure. number of setbacks. Hmm. Maybe if we look at failure as setbacks, mm-hmm. then maybe we'll be encouraged to step out and, and go. Yeah. A bit of faith, but if you look at it as failure as just by its definition,
0: no, but but here's the thing is though, because f- even f- even by definition, failure is not final, right? We, we tend to think of failure as final, and that's why I like that scripture from Proverbs that says, uh, A righteous man falls seven times right. and rises again, right? Which means a righteous man fails seven, seven. times and rises again. Failure is not final. Well, I, okay, I like what you just did there, Yeah. <clears throat> you changed the word for it. No, no, I, no fa- it, it says a righteous man falls. Yeah. But falling is failing. Well. I'm not saying that's exactly what they're but an act of falling
1: mm-hmm.
0: is failing. You fail, That's why you've fallen.
1: He stumbled. That's good, No, no, good. Stum- stumbling and falling are two different yeah, things. Well, that's a good disagree. I don't like that definition. Stumbling and falling are two different things. Cool. That's just <laughs> that's just you fail. <laughs> it's it's like if you're serving God and you're an obedient servant of God, yeah. I think falling is, is separate from failing. And I think God was very particular by not using the word fail, of but course. using the word fall. Mm-hmm. Because people tend to use, you know, align this or make it seem as if failing is, is final. So failing. that's why he uses falling. Yeah. Falling, you can get up. Yeah. Falling, you can get up. And failing, you can, you and can continue. Move. No, God is saying, get up, continue. Yeah. He does not say, get up, start again. Yeah. You know what and, I'm saying? And failure, you can get up and continue as well. With what?
0: For example, I'll tell you this. Give me a hand. I like that uh, Thomas Edison example, right? Where he was, you know, conducting different experiments and trying to figure out the light bulb. Uh He said he did what? A thousand experiments. I don't know if that's true, but it's it's famously quoted by different people. But I'm not sure. It could be true. It could not be true. But what is undisputed is the fact...
1: hmm? So, where was I? Thomas Edison. A thousand experiments. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But what's, undis- what's undisputed? Yeah. But what's
1: undisputed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but but what's undisputed is the fact that he conducted many experiments. Right. And he failed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the reason I'm saying failing is the same thing as falling is because if one experiment didn't work, mm-hmm. he was starting else, but that was no longer an option. He was going to try. Right. So that is, in essence, moving forward because now, okay, I've eliminated this option. But now let me start this again is not, with this no, option. this is not going to work. And in his field, that's exactly how it's always going to work. Yeah. You know, you don't build on top of what you've failed at. Mm-hmm. You have to start from a different angle. But in this different angle that you've started with, you will not try the things you tried on the experiment that failed. So in essence, it is moving forward. It is not starting all over again. It is moving forward because but
1: you're building on your failures. It's you always going back to the drawing board. That's what I'm talking about. Come by, you're going back. You're moving forward no, because no. I know the chance of failure wouldn't be the same. But when you go I'm back something to something else, but when you go back
0: to your drawing board, um, you will not explore the options or the possibilities that led to failure, and that is in essence moving forward. Then let's
1: just look at it, it as a stumbling block. I just stumbled right here. You know what? Let me get back to the drawing board mm-hmm. rather than saying I failed. I think that's what, you know, paralyzes fear because parents, as you're growing up, they'll be like, I don't want my child to be a failure. You'll be a failure if you continue doing yeah. that, as if it's final, Yeah. you know. But let me just, um, I quote by again by from the same book, brother, the Brothers Karamazov. Mm. Uh, the thick book. The thick book. Man, it's thick. Fyodor Dostoevsky says, avoid fear. Though fear is simply the consequence of every lie. Never the, be afraid. Fright- fear? fear is a consequence of every lie. hmm not you could lie to yourself. Out of circumstances could be lying to you about a specific situation. Yeah, uh, the enemy could be lying to you about you know how God is at the moment and about the unchanging nature of God. You know, and all these things. Never be frightened at your own faint-heartedness uh-huh. in attaining love, as you said. Let me know to not even be frightened by your own bad acts. Yeah, don't be frightened. Mm -hmm. That's what will paralyze you. Most of the time, we're afraid of certain things because their voice is speaking to us certain lies that are not true. Mm -hmm. And that's why Jesus keeps on saying a number of times, fear not, Mm -hmm. fear not. In the Old Testament, he says, fear not, for I am with you. Mm -hmm. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Mm -hmm. You know, with God, you're never failing. Mm -hmm. You're never starting again. You pick up and stand up and continue going from where you were Mm -hmm. from the Mm get-go. And that's so beautiful. You gave a verse from from Proverbs as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but even Isaiah says, for, for, for I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will mm. help you. Mm. I will help you. Mm. You know, even though there's this possibility of failing in the long run, maybe there are chances of you falling, falling mm. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. you got to ask yourself, when you're doing something, what's your conviction? I think yeah. we'll have a topic on conviction. Sure? Yeah. What's your conviction? You know, how bad is it? Mm. If your fear is greater than your conviction, you'll eventually fail. hmm but if your conviction is greater than your fear, then fear will never stop you. Mm. And even though you might give out, you will never give up. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're taking this chance, you know, to encourage ourselves, I think. I'm speaking to myself with this mm-hmm. episode. You know, that sometimes the pathway to God's greatest desire for your life mm-hmm. uh, will be riddled with a number of failures. Yeah. Just don't quit. Basically, whatever.
0: Even even in, pers- in, in pursuit of Christ-likeness, right. you will fail. You will fail. The road to... Christ likeness is paved with failure. the road to greatness is paved with failure. the road to right. success is paved with failure. Failure basically is i i I believe that failure is an enabler of success.
1: that's a good way to look at it,
0: yeah, and that's why now there's this you know famous quote that you know goes around what is it um I didn't fail, I learned <laughs> yeah I like that. yeah and and it's true you know but I think again now I think we sort of like uh, drifted away. You had asked me a question that I, I, I want to answer mm-hmm. um, about. You no, know, we're talking about the root causes of failure. And, and when you talk about the sense of self worth, um, and, and, and I think I don't think I finished my uh, thoughts completely there. Um, but I think to reiterate what I said, I believe that if someone has a high sense of self worth, Mm -hmm. A solid sense of self-worth And not like a broken sense of self-worth Then What people think of them Will not matter at all Mm
1: -hmm.
0: If you think you're dope It doesn't matter what other people think Kanye Exactly That's why Kanye (laughs) lives the way Kanye has no fear Failure. I mean, I'm sure he has like the rest of us, but that fear has no influence over him. Right. That's why he supports Trump, knowing completely what the repercussions are. Mm. That's why he says what he says, knowing completely that because he's not dumb. He knows the reaction. He knows what people are gonna say. Right. But that fear has little influence <clears throat> compared to the rest of us because he actually have a he has a very high sense of self-worth. Right. You know, but of course, he he's to the extreme. But I believe that if you have a high sense of self-worth mm-hmm. um, in the different areas of your life, um, if you truly believe in your dreams, uh, if you truly believe in them, uh, then of course you will, it, it won't matter to you what other people think. Um, if you really wanna do something, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, if you really believe that this person is the one, if you really believe that, right. then you will not allow the fear to influence you. So I think when you have a high sense of self-worth, uh, and you actually think you're dope, mm-hmm. of course. But then again, you have to manage this sense of self worth because if you go to the pompous extreme, then it might not necessarily be the healthiest thing, especially for us Christians. Mm-hmm. But I think if you have a solid sense of self worth in who you are, your identity in Christ, and who God says you are, if you have that in check, mm-hmm. then this fear of man mm-hmm. will not snare you. Yeah. It will not. But I think every time Doesn't we, the word said that the
1: fear of man is a snare?
0: Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. does in Proverbs. But, but I think if we don't have a solid sense of self-worth, mm-hmm. then we will always care about what people think. And the truth is this, is that the reason we care what people think is because we already think negative things about in ourselves. ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so when other people think them, they're just confirming what we already know. And that's the fear. The fear is not so much... The fear is them confirming, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, so somebody else out there thinks this way about me. And they're right. And they're, it, you know, they're right because <laughs> you already think that way about yourself. Right. But if you already have a high sense of self-worth, and somebody else thinks something, you're like, eh, you, you're entitled to your opinion. It's Do cool. You. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Do you, man? Um, it's not gonna influence you. But I think the fear, the terror, is the confirmation. Right. Knowing that, damn, mm-hmm. somebody else mm-hmm. thinks this about me. Right. That's, that's why, you know, if you're talking to somebody who's fat and you call them fat, the reason they're offended is because they already think they're fat. Right. Yeah, that is true, though. No offense to any fat people. Um, <laughs> it's true. No offense. It's true. Yeah. I know this is going to be offensive to some people, but it's true. The reason people are offended is because they already think that way mm-hmm. about themselves. If the shoe fits. That's what I like to say. If the shoe fits. Yeah. So it, it, that's why people who have a solid sense of self-worth you might say something that is actually true and they don't really care. They're like, nah, I think I'm dope. You know what? I think I'm beautiful. I think I'm this. I think mm-hmm. I'm that. I'm not going to be affected by what you say. But right. I think when you, when someone is confirming what you already feel or think about yourself, that's when stuff gets... So so that's why to avoid people confirming that, we camouflage that, mm-hmm. and we always try to present this front mm-hmm. that will always create a distance between, I guess, who we truly are and people getting close enough for them to confirm what we already feel about ourselves. Yeah. And maybe,
1: maybe I think I think it's it's time to 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 switch things around, right? yeah. Especially for us as Christians, I think maybe sometimes you need to speak the word of God into your life when it comes to fear. You yeah. know, like Second Corinthians four nine that says, "We're persecuted, but God doesn't leave us." Yeah, we are hurt sometimes, but we're not destroyed. Mm-hmm. Then just take that and put it into your life and be like, you know what? I have fallen, but yeah. God has not left me. Yeah, you know, I might be hurt, I might be in pain, yeah. but I am not destroyed yet. Mm-hmm. So there's always space for progression for development, right? Mm-hmm. So as we're encouraging ourselves the last time, just don't make failure such a big deal that it sabotages your own future, your own destiny in Christ, mm-hmm. right? But fear is not only a... a look at it as a, as a block. You mm-hmm. could either look at it as a stumping block mm-hmm. or you look at it as a building block, mm-hmm. you know? So pick one, pick one. But I would urge you, I would urge myself because I fall victim to it many times, mm-hmm. that let's let's find, let's present this fear to to, to God. Let's present this fear to Christ and say, oh, God, yeah. just... Help us replace this fear for faith. Yeah. A faith in in, in you, Jesus, Mm -hmm. but also a faith in ourselves. Increase our self worth, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe once we do that, once we get to see God for who He is in our lives, Mm -hmm. and then in turn, God shows us who we are in Him. Yeah. And who we actually are to ourselves, or who we sh- yeah. who should be to ourselves, yeah. and maybe then we can start taking steps to to overcome this fear.
0: Yeah, and I think to, you know, as, as we're is as winding up, I think there's something else that I want to touch on. You know, which is uh, the one another reason for, I guess, this fear. Another reason that feeds into this fear, rather, okay. uh, it's this sense of perfectionism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People who are perfectionists are people who are terrified by failure,
1: right. because
0: they are people who live by a very high standard. Mm-hmm. These are people who will not make a decision until everything is perfect. Okay. These are people who will not step into a certain um, season of their life until That's certain like things are in order. Until yeah. you know, I'm not going to get married until, you know. The stars uh, are aligned. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. stars are aligned. You know, I have a crib of this kind. I have a ride of this kind. My bank is, you know, this fat. I mean, I got to have this job. I have this. I have that. You know, I am perfect as an individual like i'm not going to do this until i get to that point um and i and, and i think i also do have these uh, i guess perfectionism tendencies uh times in in different areas of my life and i think which is weird because you read the bible you realize that the, i mean you learn that god consistently says that we are not mm. That's why that's, that scripture that says, you know, for all have fallen, uh, for all have sinned and fallen short, short of the glory of God. God. Like, you are all worthless. You are all, you will fail. You will never do what you want to do. Even Paul says, you know, there were things that I want to do, okay, I do not do. It's, it's, we will never really live up to the standard we've created for ourselves. And right. that's why we need the grace of God. Mm-hmm. The reason there is grace is because God, you know, understands, allowed, yeah, <laughs> understands you cannot do it. That's why, that's why the Old Testament is there and the law. Uh, the, the reason God instituted the law is to bring man to his end, mm-hmm. to bring man to a point there where they realize you do cannot it. do it, not on your own, and you cannot live to a perfect standard. You cannot, you don't have the ability to live up to a perfect standard. You cannot mm. do it, um, and that's why we have grace. Because you know when we fall. We don't necessarily have to let that, you know, set us back because ah, Christ covered for me. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I pick myself up. The righteous man you know, fall seven, t- six times; they rise up the seventh time. Mm. So I think f- this sense of perfectionism also sets us back, and it feeds, it feeds into this fear of failure. So mm-hmm. I think we also have to move away, which is also a very prideful thing to do, by the way, mm-hmm. because we're not perfect. God has already uh, made a serious effort to make us understand that we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. There are like 39 books. Uh, showing how humans are imperfect, right. the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. But we're still holding on to this standard. And I think it's because, of course, the world that we live in sells us this idea of perfectionism. You've got to be perfect. you got to be in your A game. You gotta have to be this, you have to be right. this. Things that we will never really be. And that's why we need the grace of God. So I think, understand, moving away from perfectionism, moving away from this sense of operating in perfection mm-hmm. in the different areas of your life can also help weaken this fear of failure beast in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm.
1: No, no, no! Absolutely, and that's what we're saying. <clears throat> At the end of the day, I think we're people of the new covenant, yeah. you know, instead of the old law. Yes, definitely. You know? So I think I think our focus should be on 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 Jesus, mm-hmm. and I think our fear one trust God when He says fear not, that mm-hmm. He will never leave us, nor forsake us. In yes. every situation, whether you're an employee, whether you're in a rocky relationship, whether you're in a, in a financial hole, mm-hmm. you know He will never leave you. No. You know, so <clears throat> we close by encouraging you guys and by encouraging ourselves as well. Let's present that fear, right, and tell him to replace it with faith. Yeah. Not only faith in him, but faith in ourselves as mm. well.
0: And, and learn to embrace fear as well. Of course, embrace fear it. is a wonderful. You thing. You can't run away from it. I mean, not not
1: fear, sorry, failure. Learn to embrace failure. Failure is a wonderful thing. Don't 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 run away from something just because you face it. You you feel a bit fearful of it.
0: Yeah. Because when if you're going to live your life by trying something new by stepping into uncharted territories, uh, by going into places you've never been, and that's the life that God is calling us to live.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you will fail. And that's why there is grace, again, this moving away from this standard Can of perfection. Can we just replace this with fall? What? You don't like failure? I don't like
1: fail. He doesn't use the word fail anyway. He maybe, uses the word fall. So let's just, maybe, maybe, let's maybe, just maybe, take him at his word.
0: Maybe, <laughs> maybe we, we need to get you to like a word therapy (laughs) and and get you comfortable with with, with the word failure. I I love the word failure, by the way. Um, And the reason I I am, because I have been, you know, chained uh, to this fear for a very long time, and now I'm breaking free, so I'm I'm getting real comfortable with failure. I'm like, you know what? Failure is not going to define who I am, and the road to greatness is paved with failures. Uh, And if I fall, he's going to catch me, because his grace covers everything. Yeah, Uh, And if I fall or fail six times, I'll rise the seventh time. So I think we just have to get real comfortable with failure, or as Henry calls it, falling. Yeah, man, fail will only um, be when, when yeah, you're in a falling, firing pit yeah. of burning so I think, fire and sulfur. Yeah, So, a, a, and if you struggle with it, uh, if, you know, if your sense of uh, fear or failure comes from the fear of man, maybe it's time to go back into your closet with God and really ask God to work on your identity because yeah. I think that stems from identity. Of course. Uh, you know, your sense of self-worth and really work from there and then from there you can, you know, get to a point where opinions of others don't really carry as much weight to you. Yeah. This is not to say you disregard everything people say but I think uh, to Free yourself from the influence. Don't uh, make it a yoke. Yeah, exactly. Free your yourself life. from the influence of other of, of other people's words. Exactly. Right. Yoke. I like the word yoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Free yourself from the yoke mm-hmm. um, of other folks. Uh, I and mean, I think if it stems from you know the sense of perfectionism, again, uh, that mostly comes from pride. So, again, you still have to go back. Basically, regardless of where it stems from, you have to go back to God and ask God to work, work. on you. Because yeah. if you are chained to this fear, the truth is you will not live up to your potential. You will not live the life that Christ has called us to live. You will live your life underperforming, even though you think you're overperforming because you're living in safety. Uh, But greatness is not found in safety. Greatness is found in danger. That's why uh, David says, you know, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I am in the thick of this valley, but I will fear nothing. I will move Mm -hmm. forward because your rod and your staff comfort me and whatnot. So I think we have to get comfortable with fear, winning with failure or falling. and the truth is, God will never leave us nor forsake us. He will always be with us. And if we fall, he's going to uh, catch us up. And if we fall six times, we rise the seventh time. Uh, and yeah, we'll be fine. All right,
1: then. So thank you very much. I hope this, this episode has encouraged. You can feel I'm passionate about this. <laughs> I am playing. I am not playing. <laughs> oh, man. No, for me, I'm, I'm really in the thick of it right now. As I said it, in the beginning, I and, and I know you know the situation. You know, it
0: will be interesting. See, I'm like I'm, I'm like... I'm heating up, man. Uh-huh. You know, it's like Dame time, right? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and then uh, two weeks from now, I'm crippled by the fear of it. Yeah. That's gonna be, that's that'd the be irony. Crazy. That would be crazy. You gotta come
1: and speak about it. Yeah, that would be crazy. You know? Yeah, but yeah, man. I hope this has encouraged somebody. It definitely has encouraged me because maybe I'll speak about it in, in the future. Yeah. About what was was actually crippling me at this moment in mm. time. But I uh, hope this has encouraged everybody, man. Thank you for joining us. If, Thank you for
0: if you're listening and you're afraid of asking her out, do it. Like Nike says Just do it And if you're in a bad relationship
1: Just leave (laughs) (laughs) Yeah It's okay to be alone too Uh, Anyways uh, Thank you man very much for tuning in This has been another episode Of What If We Keep It Real podcast I was your host Henry (laughs) Sonder And I'm your host Ben Oden (laughs) See you next time